and a good morning to you. Welcome to WKTY Outdoors. I'm Kevin Millard. Thanks for joining me this kind of, I don't want to say dreary Saturday morning. It's not that bad out there right now. It's, you know, a little cool, but nothing, nothing major. But it does, uh, it does feel a bit more like uh, latter part of November than I guess it did last week. It was, yeah, it was just it, it was <laughs> it was beautiful last weekend. Lovely to be out and about. But man, we had some uh, snow in the forecast here. Not that it's going to stick around very long, mind you. But so probably see a little bit of that tonight as well. So yeah, it's. Uh, it's coming. Mm-hmm. I certainly hope you had a, uh, a good Thanksgiving and good food and good friends and family to share that, uh, that time with. And if you, uh, we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit later on. Maybe you uh, went out and did a little uh, uh, deer hunting as well here in, uh, in Wisconsin. And I know my family, uh, uh, brother-in-law and nephew and Got some nice, uh, some nice deer anyway, and saw some of those uh, earlier this week, and yeah, some uh, some nice ones, most definitely. So good to uh, good to see that. And again, we'll talk a little bit more, throw some numbers out at you here a little bit uh, uh, a little bit later on in the program here. But yeah, not uh, not too bad out there, and. <clears throat> you know, really, um, probably not a bad. If I had a little time a little later on, I might go think of, give some thought to dropping a line in the water here too. Because I mean, the conditions aren't uh, aren't too bad, and the uh, fishing reports I've, I've gotten are are pretty decent here. So I can't, you know can't complain. Hey, it's uh, it's not bad out there uh, uh, at all. Conditions are, uh, are are pretty decent and. Today wouldn't be a bad day to to get out there and yeah, just have the radio on and listen to the football game and did a little of that <laughs> while out and about last weekend too. My goodness, I made the mistake with that UWL football game that uh, um, you know I was I, I I got tied up with a couple of things and you know like. Okay, well, it was, I think they scored just their first touchdown or something, and then, uh, <laughs> like, I got sidetracked for about I, what didn't even seem like maybe ten minutes or something like that, and uh, I get back in the car and <laughs> I don't know it was it was it, they were up by like three touchdowns or I mean it was just I'm like okay, <laughs> and uh, it was. Uh, they were pretty much off to the the races after that. My goodness, that was uh, quite the quite the dominating victory, and uh, of course uh, they're going to be playing again a little bit later on today, or well later this morning anyway. With the uh, uh, the game here on WKTY, we'll have that uh, starting at about uh, eleven fifty or so with the uh, uh, pregame show. So that's uh, oh, pardon me, I'm sorry, eleven forty. My mistake, eleven forty is when we've got the pregame show for you here as uh, uh, the Eagles take on Aurora University of Illinois. And, uh, again, that uh, kickoff is, is scheduled for, for 12 noon here. But, uh, again, we've got the uh, uh, the pregame show with uh, 
Drew and Terry coming up at uh, 11.40 here this morning uh, on WKTY. And I'm, I'm looking forward to that game. I think that's going to be a... Uh, I, it would be great if it was as good as last week, but uh, um, might be just a little bit a little bit tougher. But uh, it'll be... Uh, It'll be a lot of fun to, uh, to to listen to the listen to the game as well. So uh, again, looking looking forward to that uh, uh, that football game here again here on WKTY again starting at eleven forty this morning. So uh, get that uh, plug out of the way here this morning and, and let you know what's uh, uh, what's going on. Uh, okay, now let's get it's it's technically outdoors outdoor activity. Um, so yeah, we could discuss it, I suppose. Yeah, um, <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll we'll stick to may I guess maybe the more traditional uh, things that that uh, are discussed on the program here: fishing, hunting, and that that's that sort of thing. Um, but no, actually, what I did last weekend and it, uh, was able to enjoy the game because I, I went over to uh, um, the uh, the Overlook in in Brownsville. To check out the uh, tundra swans and all the mig- migrating birds, and got a few decent uh, uh, photographs there, which uh, always enjoyed. Met some uh, folks that I know over there, but man, that place was that place was it was a beautiful day, first of all, and and so of course it was uh, uh, very 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 busy there. I think the um, the parking lot was full pretty much the entire time I was there. So it was, uh, but it, it was, uh, it was great to see all the, uh, the migrating birds and, uh, and everything. And you certainly, uh, certainly can't miss them when you're, when you're there anyway. And you're, it's like, they are noisy. They are just, uh, noisy birds between the, uh, uh, between the, the thunder swans and the, the geese and ducks and, Everything else, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty cool, and I know I was kind of on the back end of of uh, of that. I, I don't think it it was as uh, busy as it had been even a, the week before, but still, the, my goodness, thousands and thousands of birds uh, uh, all camped out in that uh, in that general vicinity there, and you certainly can't miss them. I mean, it's just you know. That between the uh, the the clear blue sky and uh, the blue waters and and everything, it it was uh, quite the uh, quite the visual. So it was uh, it was pretty neat to see. So uh, that was uh, that was a lot of fun. And of course, uh, saw a few uh, uh, deer here and there as uh, as well, because uh, there were certainly plenty of them as well. And again, I still kind of miss the. Uh, uh, the, the days when, um, you know, it, it, I know it's, it, it, it's, it's more efficient and this and that and whatnot, but I still miss the old days when, you know, you'd drive you'd be driving around the first week of, 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 of deer season. You'd be driving around that weekend and man, you'd, you know, you'd see them and you'd see deer in the backs of pickups and cars and, and, you know, I mean, you'd drive by the, <clears throat> gas stations and sports shops and, and you'd, you'd see all the, the guys in orange hanging out there and, and, uh, the, the deer there. And 
guys swapping stories and and I mean, I mean you know that just uh, I, I feel sorry that that we just haven't we don't have that tradition really anymore. Now it's like yeah you you know take a phone and and, and register it that way. I, and I'm, hey, I, and I'm not uh, you know knocking the technology and everything, but uh, I, I think we've lost a little uh, something with that uh, with that tradition. Because I mean, who doesn't who doesn't want to you know it's like hey, we'll, we'll you know go over to the the sports shop and and uh, um, and I grew up in West Salem, so I mean you know it was um, had one just uh, just down the road from where I, I I grew up, and and you know so you you just you know you. Just, See the guys in, in plays orange, and and you'd see the deer there, and and you know you're sitting there swapping stories, and and maybe doing a little uh, a little bragging if you got the uh, the big buck there, and 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 everything, and yeah, that was uh, that was you know that was cool, but now you just got you know phone registration and. Uh, sometimes technology is not necessarily, and, and I'm a big advocate of, of technology. If I can find, you know, if I can use the technology to make my life a little simpler and in, in some ways a little easier, I'm like, Hey, I'm all, all for it. This one, eh, I mean, I get it, but it's, it's like, I think that's just one of those traditions. You kind of, you kind of, lo- we, we kind of have now lost in, uh, uh, in, in, in technology. So, but we still got the deer camps and all that good stuff, and of course, uh, seeing that I don't know if I saw that. I don't know, and, and just talking with uh, some of my relatives over Thanksgiving too. Don't know if it was just saw a, a lot of, and I, I think the numbers were down. And we'll, like I said, we'll get into that a little bit later on. Okay, so my rant is uh, over about uh, about deer hunting. Let's keep up, like. It's shiny penny morning, apparently, here. It's like I'm easily distracted, apparently. But, okay, let's get back on uh, on track here and, and talk about uh, fishing. Because, again, uh, this isn't, uh, it's not bad right now. I mean, the conditions are, are pretty good. Uh, relative, uh, you know, relatively speaking, I mean, everything is nice and, and stable here at the moment. Uh, River Stage is sitting at 4-9 uh, this morning here. and uh, Very, very, uh, very calm. Uh, flow is, uh, hasn't fluctuated a lot maybe slowed down just a, a a little bit most everything is in the uh, uh mid teen mid to upper teens um on the on the north end and as the, the you get a little further south and it uh kind of moves up into the uh, the, the low 20s 22s and uh, 23,000 uh, cubic feet so you know it's uh, um hasn't hasn't changed a whole lot the uh, and, and again, I'm trying to remember from what uh, what we had last week, but I'm pretty sure we were talking mid 40s. So water temperatures, not terribly surprisingly, anyway, have have, uh, uh, have come down here in the last uh, uh, several days. We're, we're sitting at um, the low end of 40, um, Alma in, in upper 30s, I guess too. Uh, Alma's at at 39. Um, Dresbacks at 40, Genoa's at 39, Linksville's at 43. They run a little warm anyway. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, um, water temperatures are, are cooling off here. And, and I normally don't, but the this one at the uh, 
uh, along the Kickapoo River, the reading at uh, Reedstown says 36. So, I mean, we're, uh, we're getting, and, and again, looking at the, uh, you know, the forecasts here too, at least for the next couple of days, I, I don't, I mean, I think by the time we get to the end of the, uh, in the next week, it, you know, we're, we're going to get to a little bit warmer temperatures here, but I, I mean, really, we really are on the, uh, uh, edge of ice fishing season here. So, or at least starting to make ice. And, and I wouldn't be terribly surprised. I mean, you know, I, I don't think we'd have to go too much further north for, uh, uh, I, I'm sure we're, we're seeing some skim ice, uh, uh, here and there. And so, I mean, we're getting, we're getting snow. So the, the rest of it can't be too far behind, but, uh, yeah, you know, the, the uh, like I said, the, uh, uh, conditions aren't, uh, aren't doing too bad right now and, uh, nice and. Uh, nice and stable, and I, I think that has uh, um, helped with the with the fishing conditions. So we we haven't had too many uh, fluctuations or variations, and I, I think we're <clears throat> we've seen the fish uh, for the most part um, make their moves into the uh, uh, into the backwater areas, uh, and, but. You know, it's uh, it's still pretty decent here as far as uh, uh, as far as fishing goes. So you know, you want to you know head to some place, you know, take your pick. Um, you know, backwaters down by Goose Island, uh, over by Brownsville, um, back in in those kinds of areas. Maybe uh, even Lake Onalaska. Some of those uh, some of those kinds of places as well. Um, you know, the, the the perch bite is is doing pretty well. Um, the, uh, again, uh, they're still relatively, uh, you know, relatively shallow. Some of the reports, uh, you know, eight, 10 feet. I, I don't think, uh, uh, that's, uh, that's not too bad. Um, but, um, guys are catching them on, uh, on minnows for the, uh, for the most part, which of course makes, uh, makes sense. Same for the, uh, the, the crappie bite. Uh, it hasn't been, uh, uh, too bad. It's, uh, uh, they've, I think they've kind of again made that um, transition, and you know, starting to see uh, some nice ones as well. They're uh, also running a, a little shallow, six eight feet of water. Um, again, in some of those backwater areas, you're, you know, you're working uh, timber stumps, those kinds of things, and uh, you can uh, certainly get them, pick them up uh, in there. And the bluegill bite too, for that matter, is uh, is still doing uh, pretty well. And guys catching a lot of those on uh, on worms and and things like that, but not going to be too much longer before we are switching over to things like waxies and whatnot. But uh, yeah, the panfish bite uh, is is doing uh, is doing pretty well right now, and uh, some of the uh, uh, other species, uh, the walleye bite is still doing uh, pretty decent. Uh, a lot of guys fishing, or what guys are out there? I should say I would say a lot of guys, but um, because it certainly has, uh, uh, has dropped off in terms of, uh, the number of anglers out there, but which is good if you want to get on out there. Um, but, uh, you know, below the locks and dams and, and, uh, you know, you're, you're or working some of the, the, the wing dams below those, uh, the lock and dams, but 
um, uh, working working some minnows or, or plastic twister tails, things like that, uh, will uh, will certainly elicit uh, uh, a few decent bites for you as well. Uh, let me see here. What else have I got in my report here? Uh, Sauger, the same kind of deal. Uh, you know, you're working, uh, again, twister tails uh, or minnow rig of some sort uh, uh, that uh, uh, they're biting on as well. Um, and then uh, yeah, the bass bite. Uh, still seeing a, a couple of decent, you know, a few decent reports on uh, uh, on that too. Um, largemouth are going to be working uh, the weed edges again, looking for uh, for minnows, and again, still relatively, you know, reasonably shallow. As long as the uh, the, the minnow, you know, minnows are, are working uh, reasonably shallow, uh, I, I think you're going to find the uh, uh, the bass in there doing uh, uh, doing their work. Looking for a meal in in those areas as well. Uh, smallmouth bite, you find them where you normally find them, and uh, again, uh, that bite hasn't been uh, hasn't been doing too bad either. So uh, again, you've got uh, you do have plenty of options out there this weekend if you do want to get out and uh, drop a line in the water, and um, you know, so get out there and. Enjoy it while you can here. I mean, I think, uh, uh, again, with the, uh, um, you know, I think you get in some of those, you know, if you can get in some of those backwater areas where it's, it, you know, there's some uh, protection for the wind. I mean, I think it's going to be a little, you know, today isn't going to be bad. The wind's, uh, you know, six, eight miles an hour. That's not too bad. Tomorrow, eh, a little, little gustier here and there. But, you know, if you get in some of those backwater areas, I think you can, you know, I mean, You'll be, uh, you know, reasonably sheltered from the the wind. It'll it'll be a little, you know, maybe a little blustery tomorrow than uh, compared to today, but um, not uh, not uh, not too bad as well. So, um, you know, again, you've got some pretty decent opportunities to get out here. And, and again, you know, I'm looking at you know a few temperatures. You know. Uh, we're gonna have a few days next week where it, it's not gonna get above freezing, so might see a little skim ice. But again, later in the week, it's gonna uh, whatever whatever we've got is gonna go away. So, um, but again, yeah, not uh, we're not that far off. So hopefully you'll uh, you'll get a chance to get out there uh, and uh, and enjoy it. So yeah, it'll be a, should be a decent. Uh, a decent afternoon to get out there if you want to make that happen. Okay, uh, I'm going to take a short break. Come back in a moment as WKTY Outdoors continues. You're listening to WKTY, 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. It's 827. I'm Kevin Millard. Thanks for joining me on the program this morning here. And before we uh, get uh, going any further here, got a uh, little tip here from Tackle Terry Tuma that we'll share with you here this morning on WKTY Outdoors. Hi, this is Tackle Terry Tuma. Bring you another fishing tip. Let's talk about rods for crappies and sunfish. It's something I think we sort of ignore here again, too. Uh, we've talked about quality equipment. It is a big factor. And generally speaking, when you have pressured uh, fish, you know, 
pressure sufficient crappies, you're going to want to go to a light line, a one and two pound test, and then that rod should be uh, a real a fast sensitive light power rod rated for that poundage of test. Generally speaking, anywhere from a 20 to 27 inches what I use and what this gives uh, us is uh, we're able to sit close to the hole, uh, which is extremely important for watching that line movement, uh, the real subtle um, feel of that rod uh, bite, if you will, and then also the tip itself. And then um, if you're going to and need to uh, go to a little bit uh, bigger or uh, heavier uh, type of a lure or maybe bigger crappies or sunnies, then go to a fast action rod. And here, too, what you have to understand when you're using fast action rods is that when that tip uh, when that tip goes down and you bring it back up, it shouldn't flop around for several minutes. It needs to come back up to normal position. And then, too, uh, using a slower rod and a rod holder for depth seeking, extremely productive, uh, not using a bobber system at this time uh, with a faster tip. So we have a lot of choices for rods. Make sure that the rod meets the style of fishing and also the mood of the fish. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Great uh uh, great tips here as we uh, uh, we get set for ice fishing season two. And, and, and <clears throat> speaking of of Terry here too, do, did uh, uh, want to remind you that uh, coming up next weekend, well, next uh, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday is the uh, the 30th annual uh, St. Paul Ice Fishing and, and Winter Sports Show up at uh, uh, the St. Paul River Center in St. Paul. And again, uh, you know, if you've if you've ever been there. You know what it's 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 like it's uh, it's it's an incredible incredible show. I mean, they just have a ton of stuff, and uh, I'm sure the place will the place will be packed. Uh, but it is uh, anything and everything you can think of when it comes to uh, uh, ice fishing. Uh, you know everything from you know big old ice houses that you know are tens of thousands of dollars, uh, all the way down to, you know, little micro jigs that, you know, are a couple of bucks or something, you know, I, I mean, and, and again, everything in between. And the cool thing is, is that, uh, this show is, it, it, you know, I, I'm not going to go on too much, further, but, but I mean, anybody and every buddy who is in the ice fishing business, you know, uh, clam HT, you know, uh, uh, any, like I said, anybody and everybody, um, you know, electronics and, and rods, reels, ice houses, uh, shelters, uh, clothing, you know, you name it. Um, it's all going to be at that, uh, at that show. And again, some great, uh, speakers as well. Terry's going to be up there. Uh, sharing some of, of his knowledge. So, um, it is, um, it's a pretty cool time. I mean, it is, it is, uh, it, it is a, a lot of fun. And, and again, if, uh, you know, you've, you've never been there, it is certainly worth, uh, worth heading up there, uh, to, uh, uh, enjoy the show. And, and I almost, I guarantee you, you'll come, you, you, you will buy stuff there. You know, uh, that's for sure. And, uh, you see a lot of guys, uh, um, you know, I, I, I get, tend to get the, go up there the first day or whatever. And then they hand out, you know, buckets and whatnot. So you see guys with, you know, full buckets full of stuff and 
But uh, again, it's uh, pretty cool. And, and just, uh, uh, you know, Google St. Paul Ice Fishing Show, and it'll get you to the website here that uh, uh, has all the all the details and, and everything to get to the uh, to get to the show and and again um, if if you are an ice fisherman uh, or have an interest in it man it's uh, definitely worth the definitely worth the trip up there i wish i i am unfortunately i can't make it this year i've got uh, some other work commitments that are, are uh, going to keep me from going up there i was hoping to get up there on friday the first day but Unfortunately, I'm not uh, not going to be able to do it. But uh, again, um, like I said, if you get the chance to do that, it is uh, definitely definitely worth the drive to head up there and and, and check that out. Because again, there's literally, I mean, everything that you could ever hope for, and yeah, some good deals too. So, latest and greatest products and uh, all sorts of things. Um, so, it, uh, definitely a Definitely a fun time to, to get out and about. Uh, and and uh, one of the things that uh, I did kind of want to talk uh, a little bit about, and um, it, it certainly is, uh, I think it certainly comes into play here when um, we're talking about uh, ice fishing and, uh, you know, we're close to that season here, is uh, is talking a little bit about, you know, light and color and, and um how that all kind of fits together when it comes to uh, to lure session or a uh, selection, pardon me. And you know, just uh, um, I'll touch on a, a few points here too. And I mean, not surprisingly, is is that you know, to to, to begin with here, you know, fish obviously see differently, uh, or some fish I should say see differently than other fish. It's not all. The same, and, and they certainly see things differently than uh, what you and I see. That anyway, uh, you know, most fish are, are nearsighted and can only see um, about ten or twenty feet, give or take. Um, now, as far as you know, species, each one has you know their own characteristics. Obviously, uh, while I see different than bluegills and uh, and trout and. They see different from crappies and, and, you know, however you want to, uh, to you know, do it. according And actually, according to some studies, um, you know, some fish can see up to 24 different shades of color. Um, and, but, and, and like us, um, you know, fish have rods and cones in their eyes, the, the rods for black and white contrast and the cones for colors. Um, basic science stuff here. Uh, but depending on the species, um, some have more than others. You know, walleyes, for instance, are uh, primary, primarily a, a low-light or nighttime feeder, um, which, again, can affect how we fish for them in the wintertime through the ice. So, uh, but, but, again, they, they have more rod cells that uh, um, you know, they use in those uh, low-light conditions. Fish can pick up um, contrasting objects and, and movement very, very well. Uh, say a, a light-colored lure moving through the water against a, a dark background of water. Um, and, and since they, and the other thing too, and, and kind of, I probably should have pointed this out at first or whatever, but obviously since they've, they've got uh, their eyes on either side of their head, 
um, you know, they can't judge depth and, and distance very well. Um, where we have, you know, sort of our eyes in front, and it's a little easier for us to to judge, you know, depth, distance, and and you know, we've got that stereo view, if you will. So it's it's a little easier for us compared to them. Um, really, the only advantage, uh, uh, you know, maybe that fish have over us, uh, besides not taking the lure, uh, is uh, they do have uh, better, per, you know, and, and obviously so, better peripheral vision, uh, meaning, you know, they can see objects, you know, beside and, and uh, more behind them than what we can anyway. Um, and I think, you know, if you've ever kind of, kind of tried to come up on a fish from behind or, you know, to the side a little bit, you know, um, their peripheral vision is, uh, is pretty good. So, um, you know, that's why it's important, say, you know, for example, when you're trout fishing to, uh, to move slowly and, and stay low, uh, as you walk up along stream banks, you know, you just, you don't want that, that movement and, uh. And or that contrast for that that matter as well, um, and, and certainly something that we need to think about when it comes to uh, fishing. You know, dark days like you know cloudy days like today versus sunny days like we had last weekend uh, or even yesterday for that. And I guess it was a little, uh, but um, you know that will affect how fish. Fish seas, you know, and, and uh, so on as well. But uh, you know, uh, obviously, light and uh, you know what not affects affects color. When obviously light hits the water, it uh, its energy, if you will, is ab- absorbed as it penetrates into the uh, depths and uh, ultimately goes to black. Um, red is uh, kind of the first color to fade out, followed by the the rest of the spectrum as we move on down the line or down in the water column there. Uh, you know, then you get oranges, yellows, greens, blues, indigos, and violets at the end there. Red is gone by about, oh, say 20 feet or so. Orange down to about 40, uh, and uh, followed by yellow at, at about 70, to feet, 70 feet. Um you know, if, if there is that, that kind of clarity and light penetration, of course, obviously in a cloudy day like this, you're not going to get that, not that we're, we're fishing around here at 70 feet, 70 feet. Um, but you know, green and blue remain visible as far as, uh, um, you know, the light penetrates the water. Maybe that's why those purple ones kind of stand out a little bit more. Uh, and again, I think it's, it's the contrast as well. Um, and, you know, of course, and, and there are other factors, mind you, that, uh, play a part in, um, color absorption or, or, uh, visibility, if you will, you know, water clarity and, um, you know, again, uh, like I mentioned a moment ago, just the different, you know, or the actual amount of light, I guess is maybe the best way to put it. Um, you know, light certainly is going to penetrate deeper on sunny days than cloudy ones and, um, you know, certainly now as we move into, uh, the winter season here, that sun is not going to get that high, uh, as it does during the, the summertime here. So, 
again, that will affect uh, angle of the sun, I guess is what I'm trying to get to, will affect light penetration uh, as well. So you're not going to get quite as much uh, depth uh, of light penetration uh, in the wintertime as you would say middle of July, if you will. Um, you know, so, you know, in low light conditions, uh, you know, whiter silver is, uh, is more visible to the fish than blue or green, which again, tend to fade into the background of the water. Uh, they're still visible, but it, it just, you know, again, you, you make that contrast there. Um, as you know, light fades in the evening, fish really are not going to start, you know, they just won't see the colors. Um, but they will see that, that sort of black and white contrast, uh, if you will. So um, selecting a, a black lure or a darker color, you know, like a dark violet or something like that even, um, you know, means the fish can kind of still see the outline of the lure as, uh, you know, from underneath looking up uh, as it contrasts uh, with the surface, Um even during the day, you know, if you've got a, a dark light lure rather than, uh, you know, run the dark on top, you know, run it down to sort of highlight the contrast there, uh, they can still see that. And obviously they'll, uh, you know, the motion I think would play a role in that uh, uh, as well. So um, in, in how the fish sees that and how it's going to react to that as well. Um but, you know, so let's, let's talk just a, a moment here about uh, uh, some of these fish again as well. And, and I've, I mentioned walleye here as well. Um, you know, they're, they're a low or no light kind of a fish, but uh, what exactly do they see? According to one study here done at the uh, University of Minnesota, uh, walleyes can see a broad spectrum of colors, um, but their primary focus, I guess, or whatever, or, or the, the primary colors they can see are, you know, reds, oranges, and greens. Um, the color blue as well as violet uh, probably look a little darker and, and less bright to them, um, although they can still see them. Um, so maybe this is why, you know, something like a, you know, a fire tiger or chartreuse uh, lure is, uh, is a good choice to start out with. Um, orange, too as well but you know you can use you know think maybe think about those kinds of colors when uh, um you know you start out searching for uh, for walleyes uh, you know maybe they can fool the fish into thinking it's a small perch or something like that uh, plus the, the the those colors hold up uh in in deeper water as well that you, you might find below a uh, a lock and dam um Slightly different choice, maybe it could be pink or black and you know, white, blues and purples for uh, fish that maybe aren't quite as active, um, and and it still kind of blows me away. And you know, read the science and stuff like that. It's still mystified because you know, you, you generally I don't know if they just sort of see it as a shade of of uh, you know akin to blue, like bluegill for that matter uh, that that. Purple works as a choice, but I, I mean, it just, purple is just not normally a color you see it. But then again, too, you know, you don't see chartreuse or uh, pink or things like that. But, you know, hey, um, I'm not eating the lure of the fish are. So if they keep biting, hey, go for it. 
Um, obviously, you've got another choice with contrast here. Uh, certainly, a uh, uh, you know, silver or gold, either one mixed with black provides uh, you know a bright color and that that contrast uh, that makes that lure stand out a little bit. Um, I think brighter colors too. Obviously, if the the water is is stained, um, and and too for that matter, I, I I'm talking about well. It, it, same kind of holds true for uh, uh, the color choices and whatnot. It holds true for Sauger as well. Um, the next fish, and I, I haven't touched on this uh, this yet anyway, but um, is is sort of the the predator fish of the north, and that's the uh, the muskie. And and muskies like walleyes can see color and have much of the the same color vision uh, on the the red to green part of the spectrum. Um, Muskies, however, lack the cone cells that pick up the blue to violet part of the light spectrum. Um, and studies have shown that it, it uh, that part of the, the color spectrum is it just sort of shows up as various shades of, of gray to them. So anything from you know red, orange, yellow, green, and, and all the shades in between should. Uh, and if you see, you know, if you look at at uh, uh, some of those lures, uh, musky lures and, and whatnot, you'll see a lot of those those colors in there. You still will see some black and whatnot as well, but again, I think that's uh, for the uh, uh, for the contrast as well. Um, but uh, um, muskies, unlike other fish, have a uh, uh, have vision that, uh, you know, like us, just because of the way their, their eyes are positioned. So, uh one advantage that they have compared to us anyway is that uh, they also have uh, excellent peripheral vision, um, but yeah, more so than us even. So that's uh, an interesting little fact as well. But anyway, to, to kind of wind this up here this uh, this, this morning here too, a uh, couple of other species. Uh, the color red in that end of the spectrum are what bass seem to prefer, uh, extending down into the greens uh, like other fish I've discussed. Uh, trout, I've mentioned earlier, have uh, good vision for picking out contrast and movements in and around the water. Uh, their best color is in the blue range of the uh, of the spectrum. But again, they will. Uh, I think so many times they they tend to just react to uh, the movement uh, of a lure. Um, and actually, uh, some studies have shown that that some species of trout can actually differentiate between. Uh, shades of, of blue. Um, and then comes, of course, you know, red, black, orange, brown, yellow, and, and greens, more, um, they're natural colors, but, it, you know, those are more in the line with the colors that you, you normally see on, on uh, their food sources in the, uh, in the wild, you know, uh, brown bugs or black bugs, uh, beetles, things along those lines. Anyway, to kind of wrap this up, uh, you know, color is an important part of the equation when it comes to uh, uh, planning a fishing outing. Uh, it's it's not you know the only factor to consider, but um, because you know, like us anyway, fish have other senses uh, uh, they use to determine whether to eat a lure or not. You know they use their lateral lines to, to hear and, and 
sense vibrations and, and things along those lines. They, you know, certainly they got uh, smell and taste. You know, and certainly on any outing, you know, there's other factors to consider, such as, you know, the weather, whether you know, cloudy like today, sunny, uh, weather fronts, and so forth. And clarity of water will play a role, too, in determining whether to use uh, uh, a bright color in, in stained or dark water and or, you know, using maybe contrast to highlight a lure, uh, you know. So a fish looking up from down below will... We'll see that that contrast and, and certainly the uh, the the movement as as well. So um, it's not the only factor, but it it, it is a, a pretty big factor. And certainly, um, I think it, it it is more in play this time as we work our way into the winter season here, and uh, uh, then really during I think the open water season. I think you see that a lot. Uh, it, it, again, I. I tend to think of it more so than even in the like the the summertime and and uh, and whatnot. It it it's more another a more important factor to consider when you uh, uh, think about heading out. Okay, uh, taking a break now and be back in a moment as WKTY Outdoors rolls on here this Saturday morning. You're listening to WKTY ninety six seven FM five eighty AM. back to WKTY Outdoors. I'm Kevin Millard. It's coming up on 852 here and uh, taking a look at uh, some outdoors news here. Uh, preliminary figures indicate the number of deer hunters in uh, Wisconsin uh, was down slightly compared to last year. Um, and uh, the DNR released some information earlier this week about uh, the, the gun deer season. Uh, and as of uh, last Sunday anyway, uh, sales for gun, bow, crossbow, sports, and uh, conservation patron licenses uh, was uh, 774,000. Uh, and of that, uh, about 421,000 were for uh, uh, gun privileges only. So that means uh, year-to-date sales for all deer licenses are down about uh, 0.6% from the same time last year. And uh, although the, the number of conservation patron licenses uh, is uh, about a percentage and a half higher than uh, last year. Now, uh, in in uh, it's just kind of interesting here, but uh, again, a trend um, of all the licenses sold, sixty five percent were sold online, thirty five in person um, by uh, DNR license agents and service centers, and uh, they'll have the final numbers uh, in January uh, in terms of. Uh, uh, licenses here, but uh, in terms of deer harvested anyway, uh, deer or hunters anyway registered uh, just over ninety-two thousand deer uh, statewide during the opening weekend of the uh, the gun deer hunt, uh, compared to one hundred and three thousand uh, last year. So that's uh, about a sixteen percent decrease and ten percent below the five-year average. Um, According to the DNR, anyway, a majority of the decrease was due to a decline in the uh, antlerless, antlerless deer harvest, um, but that usually picks up over the second uh, 
second half of the season. So uh, a total of uh, just under 52,000 uh, of those deer registered were, were bucks uh, compared to uh, about 56,000 in 2022. That's down about 13%. Uh, of course, I, I think the weather had a, a factor in that, and the, the DNR kind of acknowledges that. Um, mostly clear and dry mornings were, were cold and crisp and quiet, uh, uh, but uh, temperatures increased uh, during the day, which uh, again seemed to sort of uh, knock down a little bit uh, both hunter and, and deer movement uh, during the uh, the afternoons. Um, but uh, you know, on the whole, um, only a couple of uh, only a couple of incidents, uh, two firearm-related incidents uh, during the open week, opening weekend, which, you know, it happens, but um, you know, fortunately, uh, in one case anyway, in Forest County, uh, and accidentally shot himself in the, the foot, um, non-life-threatening injuries. Uh, in Adams County, um, a, uh, uh, it says here a 62-year-old male uh, shot once at a dog which he believed was an antlerless deer on, uh, on private property. Um, the uh, uh, woman who was walking that dog was shot in the abdomen. Um, she was med-flighted out for uh, uh, her injuries, and there's no update there on uh, uh, that happened uh, last Sunday. No update here on how, uh, <clears throat> how she's doing, so... Compared compared to last year, there were six firearms uh, uh, firearm involved hunting incidents, and of those, uh, three were self inflicted gunshots. So, um, a little bit better numbers in in that respect as well. Okay, I've got to take another quick break, and uh, I will be back to wrap things up for this Saturday. More of WKTY Outdoors is on the way. You're listening to WKTY ninety six seven FM five eighty AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. It is uh, 8.59. got to wrap this show up for uh, today, as a matter of fact. I want to thank you very much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the program. And we'll do it again next Saturday with another edition of WKTY Outdoors. So until then, uh, be safe, be well, get outdoors, and enjoy either some fishing or hunting. Good luck with all of that. And we'll see you next Saturday. Station for sports. Get up! Get out of here! Go! WKTY Lacrosse, 96.7 FM, 580 AM.